Yes, indeed. Rock it out. Georgie Porgy and Barbara Tucker. Love one another. House of Pride Radio, San Francisco. The takeover continues right now with The Rabbit Hole, starring Lola Rabbit Monroe. Take it away. Thank you so much, Tweeka. My name is Lola Rabbit, and I framed Roger. This is you taking a trip down the rabbit hole this evening. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Pride Radio. This is my first time popping my radio cherry with you guys, lovely ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I, I gave a lot of thought to the topic and what I wanted to talk about um, this afternoon. And um, I was forced to sort of think about what it is that I take pride in. Um, and thinking about this um, just really helped me foster a lot of pride in my community for the fact that we have weathered many storms and we've been able to accomplish that uh, through solidarity and through unity. And unfortunately, I feel like um, at this point in history, we're kind of going through a rough patch politically. And I feel that um, some members of our community are targeted. Um, The trans community is under attack. and, you know, there's still a lot of progress to be made for our community. Um, and so I believe that one of the ways that we've been able to accomplish solidarity is sort of uh, supporting one another and uh, supporting gay owned businesses and um, kind of supporting one another. Um, and that an example of that is sort of the manifestation of the pink dollar which is many people know um the sort of the spending power of the gay community um which is estimated at 917 billion dollars in the u.s of gay owned and allied businesses supporting one one another 3.7 billion dollars worldwide um and it's we've made great strides in our community to achieve financial freedom but there are still um there are still some issues we have to face um and essentially um the reason i think this is an important conversation is because we're becoming increasingly polarized as a nation um, regarding social issues in 28 states you can still be fired or denied housing for being gay therein lies a conflict because even though marriage equality has alleviated some financial stress in gay households we still have financial concerns at a macroeconomic level um inflation um the fact that we don't have protections in 28 states still is a big concern and people have gay people still have a lot of financial insecurity in addition uh even though we earn more disposable income uh than straight people do by not having this nuclear family structure we still don't have the same financial outlook and um the reasons for that, I think, are because it there could be a myriad of reasons, but we're not, in essence, planning financially the same way straight people are. And whether or not that's um, 
a result of us not fostering in that community, in our community um, investment, like planning for the future, is something I think we need to look a little bit more at. Um, I believe the best way to accomplish this is by supporting gay-owned or allied businesses and essentially expanding the pink dollar. Um, it's critical for queer spenders to become queer savers and adequately fund em emergency saving accounts so that we can have a better outlook for our future. Um, it, it is important for us to um, also give back to our community. Um, and basically, there's a few simple ways that we can do that. Um, and I did a little bit of research because as somebody who is not getting any younger, I need to start thinking about my future. And unfortunately, I come from a place that hasn't really fostered that kind of financial savvy. Um, and guidevine.com um, is a publication that um, is looking a little bit closely at this issue and actually lays out um, six different steps queer individuals and allies can take to use to make more use of our time and money to improve our personal lives and strengthen the queer community um, some of these steps include diversifying your income streams and um, increasing your income leverage the sharing and the gig economies i.e uber instawork take on part-time jobs and start your own online businesses uh that's one option number two save more just build an emergency savings account and fund employer sponsored retirement plans um again things to plan for your future avoid debt uh donate um obviously giving back to the community is something that um, we have a history of doing and it's something that we need to continue if we're to expand this gay dollar and kind of um, strengthen our community in in light of everything um, spend within the community do business with queer business by using the national gay and lesbian chamber of commerce directory which um, gives you a list of businesses nationally but also locally in your area and um, i'm going to go over a few of those uh, my favorite 10 here in the bay area here in san francisco um, local businesses to keep spending within your community lastly vote with your money um when you can't spend within the queer community spend on companies that support us it is important to recognize that we um have many allied businesses that do support us not just in the month of june and it's important for us to know who those companies are and um you know give them a platform to to kind of um share and um and support us um, so I did bring a guest with me today, my friend Candace. Hi, Candace. Hi. Thanks so much for coming in. Um, so I, you know, you and I went to beauty school together and you've actually seen me when I first started my drag um, and you've seen the transformation yeah. from the messy queen I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming in. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. It gives me so much joy um, to catch up with you because I know that you have started your own business venture. Um, tell us a little bit about it. 
Yeah, first of all, once again, my name is Candice. Thank you, Mutiny Radio and Ricardo, for having me on. Um, so I'm born and raised California. Like Ricardo said, we went to beauty school together. Um, so recently, I've decided to launch my very own business. It is called Cali Gal Lashes. Um, I specifically reached out to Ricardo um, because I admired him from the beginning with his drag. And I really just wanted to seek advice and ask him, what can I do with lashes and how can I grow my business? Um, and is this even something that would appeal to you? And definitely, we just have been talking about it now for a few hours. And we really have been enjoying catching up with each other and seeing where this has all taken us. Um, I've learned a lot and I'm just here to learn more. Um, and I'm just here to have fun, and I kept using the phrase, put the cherry on top of a really good look. Um, yeah, so I'm just here to share about my business and talk about any questions that you guys might have. Amazing. So um, you make lashes, which is something that every queen needs. Um, we, I know that I personally like never reuse my lashes just because I put so much makeup on. Um, maybe the type of glue that I'm using. Um, but, um, I know that you have a different, a pretty broad range of, uh, lash types, correct? Yeah. So the styles that I have, I've recently created my first 20 little baby girls. Um, they range from synthetic mink and silk. And I decided that the fiber was super important when it came to designing a quality eyelash. Um, and then also going into the type of band that's used, um, whether it's flexible, whether it's solid, whether it's firm, whether it's really visual, whether it's a little bit hidden and seamless. Um, so I wanted to create a variety of all the above. And um, what better option than to reach out to the queens within my community who I admire um, and show them something that could really top off their whole performance and look and give them the confidence that they may need to go out there and really show them, you know, what they're working with. Um, you designed I, all the H pair yourself. Yeah. So I worked, um, with a company and we talked about what it takes to customize the, de the design. Um, so there's really long lengths, there's really short lengths. Um, and like Ricardo said, they are indeed reusable. So I wanted something that if possible, we could put on once or twice again and really get a little bit more bang for our buck um, and utilize our makeup and use those lashes more than once rather than just throwing them away and having to buy a new pair each time. Um, so that was something that I took into a huge factor when customizing these lashes, making sure that they would last if we were to reuse them, even if tons and tons of makeup were put on them. Mm -hmm. um, so with the right care and the instructions that are provided with these specific lashes, um, you can expect to reuse them as many times as you want, I say. 
Um, I'm still playing with my favorite pair and I've used them more than 10 times. So I'm super excited to know that every time I put them on, they still look brand new. Um, of course, those are the mink ones, which everyone knows they're the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're just, they're doing me really well. And I've really needed to reach out to the queens and see what you all think about these specific lashes. I know that I'll get some good feedback and reviews. So I know when we were um, catching up, you were expressing how um, there's a lot of versatility in the styles that you have. And so you're essentially designing for every type of woman. Yeah, definitely. So every type of woman, ethnicity, preference, uh, personality, um, I even did the research on the type of bone structure, whether it's like an inset eye or a more protruding eye or a smaller eye. Even the woman that's not a woman. Even the woman that's <laughs> not a woman. Yes, indeed. And, uh, and what I'm alluding to there is there's a, a pair that you specifically made for drag, correct? Yeah. So I knew um, that I wanted to introduce something that was worthwhile to impress the queen. So I created this amazing mink 3D textured lash that is um, definitely reusable. And of course, I had to give it a good name. So its name is Work. Work. <laughs> so I'm super inspired by the shows. I even go and enjoy them quite often. And um, one thing that I tend to hear is the word work a lot. So drag or not, um, when you put these on, definitely you're going to work. Yes. <laughs> So when you were designing the drag pair, what specifically, um, what are some of the things you were looking at? How did you come up with the structure for them? What yeah. did you take into consideration? So you learn through trial and error. So I've noticed some really beautiful queens with really beautiful makeup, but the lashes just were not mm -hmm. something that I was paying attention to, not it. Um, specifically, I've learned that when you use a synthetic lash, it tends to be all one length, all one texture, and it's shiny, and it just doesn't look too real. Like plastic. And it looks like plastic. So, I mean, you know, now that it's 2019, we all know about mink eyelashes, and if you don't, it is the most realistic type hair. And so, this one specifically is designed for queens to show off a realistic type hair um, in a very 3D dimension so when you're looking at the side you don't see them all going in the same direction they kind of cascade up and down and really look like your own natural hair Sickening. So yeah. yeah I love them I mean they're great they look really really good <laughs> and so you um you started this business venture how are you uh promoting yourself how can we find you is there social media account we can follow? Yeah, so I'm just launching this business. Um, it'll be fully live and launched at the end of the year. Um, however, please feel free to reach out to Cali Gal Lashes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, you'll be prompt for links to follow the website. Once we go live, you'll be able to shop there, check it out, let us know um, what you like, what you would like to see more of. Um, and I'm hoping, a little secret, by next year, June, around Pride, I would like to, I've seen some really cool lashes that have color within them, um, but definitely showing something that has color to enhance that Pride moment with the work um, mink eyelash. Sickening. Yeah. I can't wait to try them myself because... You know, a bitch be sweating and jumping <laughs> what she's <laughs> performing. And, you know, we it, obviously it's like 
like you say, the nipple of the face. Yes, (laughs) the eyes are the nipples of the face. (laughs) Um, Just like you said with performing, um, this strip is invisible. So when you wear it, it'll stretch and move with you. Um, So it's designed for superior comfort as well. I love it. We'll work, bitch. Thank you so much. (laughs) We're going to take a short little music break. You and we'll be right back. Work. Yeah. Yes. mentioned earlier that there are um a lot of businesses in the bay area um there is specifically the golden gate business association that is committed to promoting um lgbt causes lgbt outreach and um lgbt allied lgbt owned and allied businesses um there's a bunch of different businesses here on their website but i just wanted to point out a few local ones that um i personally have had experiences with um and i love again this is not an official endorsement of these businesses on the part of mutiny radio just throwing that out there (laughs) um but just businesses that i love Uh, love. (laughs) so um in no particular order we're just gonna shout them out um so first is um really some of these are like really obscure and uh but it's important nonetheless to um 
highlight them or shout them out. Um, the Southern California Edison, Edison Energy Company. Um, really random. What do I they can't do? say I've never been there, but it's a sustainable energy company. Okay. Um, and it's it's really amazing to, in addition, like supporting a social cause, um, doing something sustainable and positive for the awesome. environment. So way to go, SoCal Edison. All right. <laughs> uh, next, a Grattan Casino. Have you been, Candace? We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I can go back either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could say I own the place by now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, they've actually uh, big supporters. Um, and I know that they've had floats on uh, at the Pride Parade. So um, yeah. really awesome. Oasis Nightclub here in San Francisco. Oasis. Owned by our very own Hecklina and Miss Darcy Drollinger. Um Really, really encouraging to see uh, a couple drag queens that, you know, made it, started a successful business and yeah. continue to give back. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what the fuck it's about, right? Yes. And in San Francisco, I mean, it's beautiful. It's such a it's such a cool space in there. I love it. Yeah. Um, way to go. Woo. Off the grid. Um, food trucks. Who doesn't love a good food truck? Hello. <laughs> and it's really awesome to see not only the success they're having, but um, I know that increasingly there's an effort to um, help food vendors, uh, like street vendors. Mm -hmm. um, they've been able to do that through policy, and um, it's really nice to see like small businesses like that thriving, but knowing that they're also helping us and supporting our community. Yeah, and I feel like they're always in a good mood. I mean, they always welcome you with your food with a big smile and make you feel really good about it. So it's a good way to connect with people, just quick and easy. You know? Yeah, it's it's such a cool like environment because you're outdoors and yeah. everyone's really social and happy usually. Um, kudos off the grade. Now, the next one is not necessarily a business, but it is an entity that, um, again, is committed to these cause and uh, promoting LGBT um, work, and that is the city of Richmond. Um, Go, Richmond. Yeah. You know, I, when I saw this, I was, I don't want to say I was surprised, but it's just really positive to see that a, like, municipal entity is actually, like, promoting themselves as... LGBT allied mm -hmm. especially outside of San Francisco like you tend right. to just hear San Francisco you know so to hear it branch out I mean Richmond's not too far but that's great that they're taking it on on their own terms and really making something of it Ghirardelli oh yeah Ghirardelli mm. like I was sold just for the chocolate but <laughs> now that they get down like that I'm doing it girl. <laughs> she's with it um the Bay Area reporter, um, that's really encouraging to see because I feel like new, where, how we get our news and the way we report news today is so fucking weird just because of all the... Uh, it is weird. You know, social media has allowed people to have a bigger platform, but um, it's really hard to, to trust what you read out there. Um, mm -hmm. 
or what you hear on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <JK>. <laughs> Can't trust them. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just really encouraging to see a news outlet um, committed to um, supporting us. And I just want to shout them out. Um, Equator Coffee as well. Okay. Have you have you been ever? Where's Equator at? They are on, I believe it's Market and 6th Street. Oh, good for them. Downtown? Next to the Warfield, right? Nice. Central location, gay-friendly, okay. get you a coffee. And last but certainly not least, um, a company called SNB Party Rentals. And this is amazing. It To see the versatility in all these types of businesses and companies um, and knowing that these businesses are probably networking with each other does give me a lot of hope um, in terms of the solidarity and unity we, we can achieve here in the Bay Area. Yeah. So thank you, folks. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and come back. So please enjoy some tunes. Take it away. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
And we're back with Miss Lola Ratchet. I mean, Lola Rabbit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming, Candace. You know, I um, it's been so long since you've seen my drag, and I, it's so funny how my drag has transformed throughout the years. I mean, I've had some bad drag, like. <laughs> And not just like in terms of my look, but sometimes my performances were just like crazy and nobody understood them. Yeah. Like my wig would fly off sometimes. <laughs> I I did a show once at a Toad Hall and this was back when they were doing um, the go-go competition. So you think you can go-go, I think. And I was performing and uh, I was wearing a mermaid fin and oh no literally <laughs> like you think your wig falling off is bad like everything fell off like oh. ha like half of my shoe i had like an open toe so like half of my foot <laughs> fell off and it was just like hanging <laughs> off my foot i my fin fell off my bra so i'm holding my boobs which i don't have <laughs> my wig flew off my shoes falling off the hostess Miss Camille Toe is screaming into the mic laughing. <laughs> but my face was beat though, so Hey. <laughs> At least there was that. At least my lashes stayed on. <laughs> I think that was a good good performance though. I'd pay to see that. I think you should do that again. It was so embarrassing and mortifying, <laughs> but it was so fucking hilarious. Um, what do you think you were going through like at the time like like knowing what you did now like why put yourself why in a happen? situation where you're going to lose everything mid twerk you know, <laughs> exactly you can't know, say i haven't done it though there's so many like nuances to drag and it's not just putting on a dress and heels um and dancing it's um 
it's we're putting on a whole kit and it's it sometimes collapses <laughs> and um but i'm pretty sure if i wore a pair of your lashes they would stay on right yeah yeah i mean let's put it to a test let's make sure i let's mean let's it. see let's sweat them right off let's slap them back on i mean Jump splits kicks yes skydiving whatever <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try it all. Um, but one thing that I admire about you is you've managed to like live in San Francisco this entire time and like you just make it happen. You stay driven and you stay having fun. You even have the time to reach out to old folks like me. <laughs> and um, how do you do it? Like, is drag really a form of income? Um, is it something that is reliable or, or that's helped you or um, not? Like, I'm really interested to hear how it's benefited you. It's, you know, it's such a multifaceted sport, if you will, right? And I think what attracted me to drag was, um, you know, I was raised by a single mom and I think I longed to see women in an empowered position. And I think drag gives me the opportunity to emulate that. Um, it's certainly, I mean, I, I've always had a job. It, it, I can't say that it's paid my bills like completely. Um, Mm-hmm. But it it can be a, like a source of extra income, certainly. But it is a, a big investment in and of itself. So yeah, I, I mean, pretty much usually break even. You put a lot into your performance and your vision and yeah. how you look. It's an investment. How much would you say, just roughly, like give me a ballpark, like for a really good performance like a night like what would one it night like how like lashes makeup outfit heels everything it's i don't know i it's it's hard to kind of estimate that number because like i have my makeup kit right and there's like okay um, you build from that and yeah but like if you know i don't know what like it would what the cost is of my face mm-hmm. for example yeah um how much makeup I'm using or whatever, but there's the makeup, there's the hip pads, there's the shoes, the, the tights, um, you know, to kind of like hide yeah. the hip pad, all that adds up. Um, yeah, I bet. the lashes, the, the earrings and, you know, it's not always easy to invest a whole lot of money in expensive jewelry. So you tend to buy the cheaper shit mm-hmm. and then th- that shit breaks. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask is most of your items, something that you can reuse. But then I think of as an ad- entertainer, you don't want to reuse items either. Yeah, because people and that's the thing. Yeah, people will remember what you've worn and right. Um, yeah, it's um, or take your picture with you, and then it's like, oh, she's back, and she's in that she's same black cat that body suit. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> Here's an extra five. Right. <laughs> she's really just using that five to buy a cocktail. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely an expensive sport, um, but. I think the reason I do it is because it's something that I'm passionate about and it's certainly not about the money. Um, right. It's really encouraging to see queens like, um, you know, all the drag race queens, um, RuPaul, even local queens like Heclina that, um, you know, are famous and 
like have national recognition Mm -hmm. um it's really good to know that it can be done like you can become really successful doing drag but i know that it wasn't easy for for her or you know anybody in the limelight now really making money off of it it certainly wasn't easy it probably it certainly didn't always pay them very well but they continued at it because they were passionate about it and people have different motivations as to why we do drag but um you know and it's for me it's it's again wanting to see women in an empowered role um and it's just really encouraging to know that if you're really passionate about it there is an avenue um and and it's not just drag race anymore like we have so much visibility now that like i feel like we're we're already seeing queens on you know cable tv shows and yeah. uh series uh bianca del rio has two movies on netflix well that's what i was gonna ask you is i mean for san francisco it's a little bit of a norm <laughs> Um, but let's say like you lived out of state, like would this passion still be something of yours that you would want to partake? Um, maybe if it was like less accepted and if so, where, how would you go about doing something that if you weren't in San Francisco? That's such an interesting question because like the more expensive it gets here, like obviously we, um, I've considered, you know, leaving the city, like maybe the state because it's so affordable anywhere else Mm -hmm. um and yeah what would that look like in another state what would the gay community look like what does drag look like um i would like to believe that i would still be motivated to to do drag and maybe take it to the next level because there's so much drag done out here Mm -hmm. so many different styles of drag that um we're fortunate in that sense and if i went to another city i could um potentially be introducing yeah. people to a new style of drag or something they haven't seen. Or even others that may have considered drag and hadn't been ready to do it yet. Right. But you came from San Francisco. You have a good reputation. Like, I think they would take your advice. You mentioned struggling and still just doing it to have fun. I think at the end of the day, like the common ground is that it's enjoyable and that it gives you a sense of freedom and, or, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily freedom, but a sense of a way to express yourself and just have fun and let it go. And that's why I was having fun with, even though you felt nervous in that sense of things collapsing, um, <laughs> you still were there and you were still right. free and you were still loving what you were doing. Like you ended it by saying my face still looked really good. Like that just shows how much you love it and how much, you know, regardless of what happens, you're doing it for fun and you love it. And that's really cool. Thank you. And it's like, I try to remind myself to the, really the power of drag and, um, the fact that it's, it's a political act every time it's, um, it's a form of resistance, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's going against the grain. Um, and I feel really good doing drag because I know that whenever I'm in drag, I'm in the middle of my community standing in solidarity um, and really like sort of strengthening that muscle that we are as a community. Um, Have you ever utilized your platform to put together a smaller community um, that you can get queens together and 
you know, in a really smaller sense, um, kind of have like a little club or a little group. Have you ever like done anything little, like that? Yeah. Um, I come from the house of Monroe, which, um, is a pageant family. Um, is mostly what we're known for. Um, I love my mom and my sisters. Shout out to them. Um, but um, yeah, we support each other, not just in drag, but um, whatever we're going through. And uh, we see each other frequently and um, they're amazing because we're a family, um, not just a group of you know, girls doing drag together. It's, it's something more significant than that. Um, and I'm just really grateful to be a part of a house um, that really nurtures and supports my drag because when it's pageant time baby like the family comes through and all hands are on deck and it's just the most amazing feeling and that's how we really make each other successful and that's sort of the legacy of gay people right like and and not just gay people but like like any minority or underrepresented group like gains power from one another and rallying around each other when we need support and that's why I, I just feel like it's important to remind myself and each other of the fact that we've made great strides in our community, um, but we still have a little ways to go. Um, and the more we kind of stick together and support each other's causes, we'll be able to um, to stand tall, you know, and I'm just so happy that I have a sport like drag to um, be an avenue for that yeah definitely so uh when's uh when's the last time you went to a drag show um i i don't know if it counts but i went to Bo like a couple weekends ago and was there a performance oh yeah well so really cool story hopefully i can share i just won't name names um one of my best friends is gay recently moved to boise idaho and um he met this amazing guy and they just really, really clicked. Well, it turned out that he was actually married to a woman and he came out and wanted to be with my friend. Um, so my friend said, Hey, we got to go see Candace in San Francisco and enjoy a night out. She's going to show us around because as a female, I always felt safe going to the Castro and mm -hmm. being around the gay community. I, I've been with my husband, um, since I was 14. So I've technically always been with somebody. So I just wanted to go out and dance and have fun. So I just really, really fell in love with being myself in the Castro. So yeah, I took him out. We went to Bo and, um, that guy really just loved it. He took off his shirt. He had these rainbow sequin little pants on. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was posing with all the queens. And it was so cool to see somebody from like Boise, Idaho, oh, wow. like jump over this mountain and have a great night. And it was just so much fun. Wow. That's so amazing. Um, living in San Francisco, I think that we tend to forget that we're in a bubble because like everyone's gay here. Right. And it's yeah. like, just, it's so normal here, but it's so important to remind ourselves that there are still communities out there that, um, hinder its gay populace and kind of like, yeah, I asked him, I'm like, do you guys have anywhere that you go and enjoy, you know, in Boise, Idaho? And he said, no, there's probably one, one gay bar. And that, that just shook my mind because I'm like, one? 
Right. I mean, there's one in Hayward I go to, Turf Club. Turf Club, hey. <laughs> the world famous Turf Club. Shout out. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I didn't even expect some sort of, I mean, of course this guy is now with my friend, but what's your take on straight men doing drag? And is that something that happens? I don't know anything about that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and the fact that it does happen goes to show you that drag is not, is not even about like gender necessarily like it 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 can be a statement of that like blurring that line um whatever direction you decide to take your your dragon but it's drag creates a feeling inside yeah. not just a performer but like people spectating also and that's the really exciting thing about it and it it just goes to show you that feeling fabulous has nothing to do with who you know what gender you are or what you look like it's it's a feeling that you create yeah um, definitely well i am thinking we should take another little break uh to listen to some of our favorite divas this is mutant radio and i am lola rabbit i'm candace take it away dj
Thank you, DJ Tweeka Turner. Um, thank you again so much for having me and for educating all the young gays on the classic uh, diva songs. Yes. Please believe it. <laughs> um, I'm having so much fun, Candace, and um, I was really um, kind of struck by that story you just shared with us. Um, and more specifically, like um, you mentioned, how there's like not really many opportunities for your friend's new mm-hmm. new beau yeah. to like have fun out in Idaho or where he's from. Um, yeah, I mean, just hearing that they had one, and they had to think about it for a long time. They had to pause, really think. And then it came to them. They're like, oh, yeah, there's one. So. Like, I just wonder how that's they're doing the work that people have been doing, you know, for years. Like, it's so hard to be like the only gay bar in a rural community um, when the odds are totally stacked against you. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is the reason I feel like it's so important to continue to support each other's businesses. Um, because, you know, mostly for the little guys out there, um, that are struggling to do it on their own, but have a passion for who they are and, you know, just believe in themselves. And despite the odds being against them, they continue to stay in business. Um, yeah. Not only believe in themselves, but to open a business, open your doors to a community where it's almost like there's sharks out there, but you know, like to, a, you know, lack of better words, just provide something for a younger brother or a younger sister, um, to go somewhere and to have something in common where they weren't able to really find before, um, and to, you know, grow their own little network and their own little niche. And, um, I'm sure that due to that one bar, Boise is growing. I, you know, haven't really looked into the real statistics of it, but just hearing from a local and hearing that kind of opinion, um, I could only imagine what that bar and that business went through, but good for them for opening their doors to a community where people can go and, and have something in common and feel safe and be able to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, for sure. I'm wondering, like, as a new business owner yourself, like, there's a lot of things that you have to manage and consider. um, And I'm sure your plate is, like, super, super full. But I'm wondering um, what ways, like, despite all these challenges, what ways do you kind of um, maintain a balance um, between, like, your professional endeavors and also kind of, like, not overwhelming yourself that's a really good question um i i technically tend to get pretty overwhelmed um (laughs) i have a child for a husband no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um he's great thank you justin i love you um I do get overwhelmed, but I realize that just like you are passionate about drag, I'm passionate about beauty and makeup and hair and seeing the look on somebody's face, almost like you can probably see when there's someone in the crowd who just is like, wow, like I love that feeling when I could be able to provide that for somebody and give them that wow factor where I'm so obsessed with that feeling that I don't even distract myself with too many challenges or something that's going to hold me back in a life adventure that I may not 
be able to do. For example, this business and my passion's been able to get me to do things that I personally really enjoy. I personally really enjoy being here. I enjoy being in San Francisco and connecting with you and talking about this. And I'm thankful that my career is a vehicle to take me on the life that I am aspiring to go on and really just trust it. Work. <laughs> yes, work. That's awesome. Um, so is there anybody, um, any sort of brands or like people in particular that you sort of looked up to and sort of mirror what um, your path to starting a business has looked like? Yeah, so, I mean, I have to give credit to my parents. My dad owned his own salon, and my mom was a cosmetology instructor. And um, before brands even started, it started with them and what they were presenting. Because my dad, a straight man in the beauty industry, he had a lot to talk about. But um, my mom, you know, being on the other end, she had a lot to talk about. So... I would say it started from my parents, and then when I showed interest, they allowed me to do it. Um, but there was also a lot of struggle on their part where they wanted me to be a certain level. And um, sometimes I just wasn't there yet, so they'd be pretty hard on me and beat me up about being better, being better, being better. So then I did reach out to other brands and get inspired in other avenues. Um, Thankfully, I have the internet, so I'm able to follow all the beauty gurus and see what they're doing and get some knowledge and education from them and take it to what I personally enjoy. And um, I, I love going on and seeing what they're doing and everything seems to be evolving. So to be able to be a part of that internet, YouTube, Twitter, beauty guru craze um, I'm super thankful for and I feel like it's almost in the same wavelength as drags and um, the gay community and we're both kind of like pushing it's been hard to be successful but we're both pushing we're tapping out the door and we're yes. ready to just barge right in <laughs> so where can tell us one more time where we can find you um, yeah so you can find me on Facebook Instagram Twitter again it is Cali gal lashes c-a-l-i gal g-a-l lashes um, the website will be launched at the end of the year but please follow us and track our growth let us know if you have any feedback um, again it's Cali gal lashes facebook instagram and twitter awesome and i'll be sure to take a picture and post them when i get a pair yeah thank you so much candace this has been so much fun and thank you mutiny radio dj tweak turnster i'm so excited i did thank this. you this has been so much fun this thank awesome. you to all the listeners out there i hope to be back soon and we're gonna leave you guys with another little tune so take it away dj you've been listening to the house of pride takeover the rabbit hole with lola rabbit monroe folks join us next week here live from san francisco for more house of pride radio goodbye everyone
That was a beautiful choral piece we just heard. And um, up next, we will be listening to another meditation. And the basis of this one is uh, healing and feeling love. So we'll see how that goes. Beside myself. Oh my god, we have another local luminary making his way slowly into the studio, and that would be the undisputable <laughs> Brian Kent. Hey, Brian. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Brian, can you help me with the Martha Wash interview before we get into your new release? Oh my god. Perfect. Folks, to warm things up as we're playing songs that Martha has sang lead on, let's do actually in the 90s when she actually earned that crown of uh, Queen of Clubland. She was uh, making hits with all of the producers. Brian, you know all about that. Yes, I do. I do. Uh, and I know all about Martha, so I can't wait to talk to her. Let's uh, have an example of that success with a Tony Moran production. I'm not coming down. It was a number one, folks. Check it out. We'll be right back with the one and only Martha Wash.
All right, all right. You're listening to I'm Not Coming Down. That's the number one smash from Years Gone Past with Martha Washington. It's a Tony Moran production. And folks, live on our show, it is the one and only Martha Wash. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. How you doing? Oh, it's so great to have you back on, Martha. How are you doing? Good, good. Go. Fabulous. I want to go quickly around uh, the control room. We have uh, some of your fans here, some people you actually know, the one and only Brian Kent. Hi, Martha. It's Brian Kent. How are you? Hey, darling. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I miss you. Good. Good to hear from you. You sound better. The last time I talked to you, you you were a little under the weather. You sound amazing. Oh, well, thank you. It's... (laughs) Uh, And then we also have um, a local luminary here from San Francisco, a performance artist by the name of Vanilla Meringue. Hi there, Martha. Well, hello there. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm a big fan. I've performed several of your songs. I appreciate that. Definitely. Which one did you perform, Vanilla? Uh, We've done It's Raining Men and, of course, Everybody Sweat. Everyone's yeah. going to make you sweat. Make you sweat yes. Yeah. Everybody dance now. I don't even know the name of that song. I just know that you sang lead on it. You didn't get credit, but you've, everybody's worked things out now. Now we have new legislation in the U.S. and in worldwide. Thanks to Martha Wash. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right into, into it, Martha. We're super excited. You have a new uh, single that's shooting up the club charts. Uh, it's not just you. It's some of your friends. Can you tell us about this project? Yes, it's it's uh, the group is First Ladies of Disco, and it is myself along with Linda Clifford and Norma Jean Wright, formerly of Chic, mm-hmm. and we have a new single out called uh, Don't Stop Me Now, and it like you said, it is shooting up the charts, and we're very very happy about that, uh, and we want everybody to download it and listen to it and groove to it and all that stuff. It's a mm-hmm. great song. Absolutely. It's available at all major distribution sites um, on iTunes, etc. Um, I downloaded the John LePage and played it uh, on, as a warm-up song before we uh, called you. Uh, that's a great remix. Uh, um, cool. Yeah, John and uh, Moto Blanco did a remix. And... Um, there's so many it's hard to remember every single one uh i i can help you out i'm going to itunes now we can sample we've got uh dj scotty's on there oh yeah that's it that's it dj scotty yeah i knew i was forgetting somebody yeah they're all great mixes and 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 you know if you don't care for one i'm sure you'll care for another one you know they're they're different uh Totally different mixes and uh, just fun. How did you come up with the idea to uh, formulate First Ladies of Disco? How did it all come to be? Actually, it came about with a book called First Ladies of Disco. It was written by uh, author James Arena. And he, that was his first book. He's since written five more books about... uh, the dance music world. Uh, uh, first Ladies of Disco was his first one. Then he went on to write another book about the 80s, 90s, 
2000 and beyond. So funny enough, I was just with him today uh, doing an interview, and um, it's 32 women who were around during the disco era, and they get to tell their stories in their own words about how what was going on with them back in the disco days and what they're doing now. And it's really a great book, um, not just a book, book to read, but it's also memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when I when I was looking through the book, there were artists that I had totally forgotten about, totally forgotten about, and I said, <laughs> "Oh my God, I do re- I do remember her, and I remember some of the songs that they did, you know." So mm-hmm. it really does kind of take you back in time, and helps you remember who put out what particular song during that time, you know. So it's it's really a great read, but also great memorabilia. That's right, folks. Go get your copy of uh, First Ladies of Disco. That's a James Arena uh, book. Uh, he he sent me a message on Facebook. Uh, he asked me, I said that I can quote it uh, about you. He wanted to let you know that you are one of the most generous artists he's ever come across, uh, and uh, he honors you. <laughs> Thanks, James. He's, 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 he's crazy. Yeah, we kind of dragged him. We kind of dragged him into this whole situation uh, because I think he didn't have a clue that uh, my manager, James Washington, thought up the idea to take some of the ladies from the book and create First Ladies of Disco. So um, him and I. Uh, partner together to make this a reality. And so, so far we've had Evelyn Champagne King, we've had um, uh, Anita Ward, and now we have um, Norma Jean Wright. So we kind of shift women around and and have them come in and, and, and do their hits and things like that. And then we come together and sing our, uh, our singles. That's, and the audience mm-hmm. really just love them. Do you have a, a um, I'm sure we all want to know if you have any summer gigs coming up that we should know about. Well, I'll be, I'll be in Norwalk, Connecticut this weekend. All right. Um, uh, doing uh, uh, Norwalk Pride. And then the following weekend I'll be in, uh, or two weeks from then I'll be in, the first ladies of disco will be in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, doing mm-hmm. Kentucky's Pride. And then I'll be doing St. Louis Pride on the last Sunday of the month. So <laughs> things are sprouting up, and the work is uh, the work is coming in. So yeah, yeah, it's always fun. That's awesome. Um, now we're just gonna, we're gonna ask. I want to ask my guest. Uh, this is your chance. Questions. I know you. I know Brian's interviewed you recently. Sorry. Well, Mar- Martha and I go way back. <laughs> we we yeah. performed together at at the, at the same gig, and, and we've been friends for a long time. And um, I just right. always love hearing from her. That's fabulous. I didn't know that. Oh yes, we we did yeah. Orlando okay. Pride together, and a few other Martha, right? Uh, exactly. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you never know. Who's on the Who's on the show with you until you get there? Uh, right, right. <laughs> you know, and then you say, "Oh, okay. Hey, baby, how you doing? You know that kind of right, thing." Right, 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 right. We. I was wondering, are you going to be around during uh, World Pride this year? Are you going to be in New York, or is that the same time as Kentucky? I think, right. 
Well, this thing just look. It started. What is today? The 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 fifth. Uh -huh. The fifth. It started. It started last Sunday. So it's going to be going on the whole month. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. I'm 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 going to be in yeah, New York for World Pride. So I would. I mean, I I was like, I hope you're there because I'd love to see you. I know you're back east. Yeah. Um. It, it's stuff going on every day every night mm -hmm. in a whole lot of different places and outside of even New York City. You know, <laughs> there's some things going on in Long Island. I'm sure there's stuff going on in, in, in Queens, Brooklyn. You know, it's just that big. Yeah, it's, and they're, it's you know, huge. They're expecting, like, they're expecting 5 million people. That's insane. Well, I'm throwing I'm throwing uh, four events over the weekend, producing four events over the weekend as well. So I'm I'm wow. hoping that those five million people check in and come to my events. <laughs> Why don't you guys well, collaborate I, I, on a project together? I know. That's so why I'm like I need to call Martha and see what she's doing this weekend because I might I might have to talk about a a, a a song or a gig or something. I think the fire marshals are going to be there putting the rest of those people out. <laughs> 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 well, it is, it is Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen, we, as we all know. Um, and uh, um, I will, I've always been curious to ask you this question, Martha. Why do you think the LGBT community rallies around you so much and loves you so much? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. No, seriously, I don't know. I don't question it. But I can only guess that it goes all the way back to uh, Sylvester and, and, and being with him and starting out with him, uh, my career. Mm -hmm. And it's just evolved, uh, developed over the years. Um, and you sang so many gay anthems. I mean, things that were really resonated in the community as well. So I think, you know, you, you stayed relevant and have for your entire career uh, in the scene. So I think that's, that's really something to be said. Yeah, honey, I, I've been hanging on for a long time. <laughs> well, you're doing it for well. <laughs> are there a lot of uh, uh, first ladies of disco now knocking on your door after you because you are, uh, you know, have had um, two top, um, well, you've had a top ten with the first uh, release, and now this new single, "Don't Stop Me Now," shooting up the the club chart on Billboard. Well, not necessarily. We kind of, I want to say, invite ladies to come on board, you know, depending on their schedules, because that's, that's another thing. You know, while we do come together to do shows and things, we've all still have our individual schedules going on and, and, and work, you know. Yeah. So we try to get together as much as possible. Again, we'll be in Kentucky uh, premiering the song for, for uh, Louisville's Pride. And we did some. We did a Christmas show over the holiday last year, so that was really, really nice. And it's it's been slowly evolving and and getting better. Um, it would be nice if we could get more women to uh, to come on board. It's just making, trying to make things happen, and it's not it's not cheap. <laughs> You know, especially no, doing a live show. No, and to have three you individuals know. come together with everyone's busy schedule is quite an accomplishment. Uh, that's the thing. Yes, yeah. that's the thing. But we we make it work because we have fun, and everybody enjoys doing this because it's different. You know, even though we do sing our hits uh, that the people know, we do other kinds of music and we do tributes and this and that and the other. 
So it's just an all-around fun, good time. That's 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 the point. You know, everybody they can get nostalgic for a minute and then go off into something else and still have a great time. You know. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, how do you satisfy folks, the audience, uh, when it comes to um, the hits you had as the the main voice on those black box and CC in the Music Factory hits? Do you, are you allowed to sing them, or is there a way around it? Oh yeah. Oh great. Oh no, I sing them. Oh right, I love that. You, you, <laughs> I sing them. Oh yeah, right, I, no, you I you own those songs. <laughs> those songs that when I'm I, not gonna say I own them, but I still sing them. <laughs> when I was and a kid. And nobody has told me that I couldn't, so. I love it. I mean, those songs moved me in my youth. I was like, oh, my God, that voice, right? Well, that's how I learned that she had uh, sang on those tracks is actually seeing you perform them live uh, many years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. (laughs) And I put two and two together, but it took me a minute. I know that song, and I know that singer. And I know that voice. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. It's funny because... Uh, with the songs that people know that I do, and mostly the dance stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. The last album, the Something Good album, was different. It right. was pop and rock and, you know, and it, and it did get uh, uh, good reviews on it. Now, I'm, I've been in the studio working on some new music, and this is... This is going to make your head snap because it's totally, 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 totally different. I love it. I can't you know, wait. It's, it's, more, it's more kind of a R&B, blues, mm. kind of psychedelic type music. Oh, so I like that. Think of, the, think of the 60s. I, yes. All right. I love the 60s. <laughs> I love the 60s. I love all that psychedelic <laughs> head music, trippy music, and the, and the soulful. I love Motown, for example. Oh, I can't oh, wait. Of course. I of course, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, you're you're so talented. Again, it's going to be totally different again. <laughs> well, like to keep mm-hmm. folks guessing. Well, you have such range. Uh, you know, um, Billboard ranked you number fifty-eight uh, of all-time dance artists. Congratulations, uh, and and uh, oh. and going up. Obviously, oh. <laughs> I think you've earned like ten more notches <laughs> after this hit. Hey, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us. I know this is a, a, a you know, as planned, a, a shorter uh, interview than the last time you were on the House of Pride. But don't be a stranger, Martha. We would love you back anytime you'd like to uh, talk about any new projects you, you have coming out. Cool. I appreciate that, and I thank all the fans too. Just hold on to you. Hold on to your pearls because the, the music is coming hopefully in the next three months. Awesome. So be on the lookout. Awesome. Thank you. Can we get a nice round of applause? Yay. For Martha Wash. Good to talk go to you, Martha. Out. We're going to go out with more. Don't uh, Another remix, <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now, the new single from First Ladies of Disco. Why don't we check out um, the uh, Moto Blanca remix? Thanks, Martha. Bye, Martha. All right, baby. You take care. Bye. Bye, guys.
Don't Stop Me Now. What do you guys think of that song? I love it. Pretty catchy. Yeah, it's it great. Pretty catchy. It's really great. Oh, I wanted to ask her who wrote it, damn it. Next time. Next time. But uh, folks, it's number 23 on Billboard Club. It just jumped n- nine big notches. Um, I'm so happy to see the ladies still working. You know, it's uh, leaving their legacy behind. They have such a track record of uh, success. And, you know, when we were kids, I loved that disco music. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You, your career, Brian. Me. <laughs> you've been in the business some time. I have. You're a singer, performer. You're also a producer, club owner. I was a club owner. Was a club yeah, owner. Yeah. So, I mean, you're deep in that mix. It's I'm very deep in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen it from all different angles. You know the business. Sometimes not as pretty as other angles, but uh, yeah, I definitely, I've definitely been around. It's been, a really, uh, it's been a really great ride, actually. And I've met some really incredible people like Martha and Christine W and Jeannie Tracy and, you know, just legends that I looked up to, Crystal Waters, people that I looked up to for years and I ended up being able to work with. So it was just uh, super exciting. Super, super exciting. And I'm excited to have you back. Uh, You're a regular guest here at House of Pride Radio because uh, you're back today with your own release. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> so excited about this. It's been uh, a couple of years and a lot of my fans have been um, gnawing at me to get something done and uh, I, I was able to work on this project with DJ Grine, um, Stephen Massey, and Toy Armada who are both super, super talented and uh, I was doing a gig on Atlantis and uh, we, we started chatting and he, they presented this track to me and I just got so excited. It's, um, it's written by, um, some of the gentlemen that were in uh, snow patrol, the group from the nineties. And the song is called just say yes. It's, it's an amazing song. It has actually a very interesting history, which I won't get into a lot of it right now, but, um, being able to cover it and make it kind of my own has been, uh, super, super exciting. So I'm definitely looking forward to this, uh, kind of summer, summer release summer. You know, it is the 50th anniversary of stonewall this summer. I know. Uh, so I'll it's be a big there. deal. You know, it uh, uh, it all come, makes sense to me now. So we're looking for music that really, you know, is about celebrating and uplifting and uh, giving us, you know, insight and hope for the future and so on and so on. Or it just has a good beat. <laughs> or it just has a good beat. Or it has both, which is the, probably it has the, the every. So let's let's have a listen. Okay. And uh, it's not quite out yet, but it's coming out soon. Yeah, it drops on June 21st uh, on Friday, June 21st. Um, it was like was released this morning um, on a podcast of DJ grind and toy armadas for their just say yes tour they did a little podcast promo so it's on it's the very first song opens up the um, podcast so you can hear the whole track but it'll be available on june 21st oh great so house probably gets a second kind of like an exclusive yeah this is this is absolutely exclusive Play, <laughs> played from beginning Love to that. end yes it is <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right um, are you ready vanilla i'm so ready let's hear it all right here goes Just tell me today and take my hand 
That is just say yes, Brian Kent. Wow, Brian, oh, that is right. a. Uh, I saw flags. What did I you love think? that. It was very pride appropriate. Pride appropriate. I, can, I, I can love hear that. that you, blasting you over that one. the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, let's uh, welcome my new guest here, uh, Brian and um, Vanilla. We have Salah. Galvez? Sailor Galaviz. Galaviz, is that Italian? <laughs> it's Mexican. Oh, it's very so good close. Jeez, I'm so on point today. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks what did you think me. of uh, th- this song by Brian Kent, Just oh Say God, Yes? It's fantastic. I'm so glad that I got in just in time to hear it. Thank you. Yay. Well, let's have a nice round of applause for Don't Say Yes as it's released on the 21st, folks. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. All Beat right, Port Brian, I know you're super busy in other areas. Yeah, I have a few parties coming up. That um, we should all attend. We should, you should all attend. Yeah, so um, I have actually a really exciting thing happening here in San Francisco on the rooftop of the Virgin Hotel called Daytime Disco. I saw that already. And oh. Yeah, and it's uh, Wayne G's coming in from London, and we're going to be up on the roof from 1 to 6 p.m. doing a kind of afternoon tea dance um classic disco day so i love it yeah i'm super excited about that and then i head to new york and i have um four events over new york world pride i my events are official mm-hmm. official events of world pride new york so that's really exciting um i have um hustle ball and diesel underworld and brute so there's four different events at playstation theater and webster hall and three dollar bill out in brooklyn so when you say you have the, does that mean are you producing it or? i'm producing them yeah wow that's I'm, a lot I'm, of work yeah it's a lot of work do you have a team i do i have um three two partners and, and a team, and we've been working on this for probably nine months. Yeah, wow. it's been it's been literally these? that's busy. Yeah, literally a labor. <laughs> so we're about to birth our child, our children. We're oh having my God, quintuplets. Is wow. that what that is? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so we're we're super excited about that. Where and can uh, we go if folks are planning? On going to New York for it, this huge Pride event, uh, where do you get tickets? Yeah, if you go to SolidarityPride.com, you'll see all the events and everything going on there. Um, and then I head to Provincetown for Bear Week, where I'm going to be DJing. Okay, I'm totally jealous already. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be... Take me with you. Can I carry your luggage? I, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to be DJing the Bear Boat Cruise, which is always amazing. It's a oh. thousand people on this um, sunset cruise. So I'm like be, that ferry? Uh-huh. Oh, my on the, God. On the giant ferry, so with a huge dance floor on the top. So I'm super excited and honored to be... Um, Are you going to play? Your DJ, I'm gonna, I am gonna play that song. <laughs> Fuck yeah, um, we worked hard for that, so I'm and I'm very proud of it. And will and you Steven. play a Tweaker Turner remix? If I have a Tweaker Turner ma- remix, I'm gonna hook you up before you. <laughs> you better hook it up. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's yeah. a cool gig. Provincetown. Have you ladies been there? I've never been. I'd dying to go. Oh my Fortunately god. Unfortunately yeah. not. What a jet setter though. New York, Provincetown, <laughs> I, you're all over the place. He's the real deal. It's fun. It's a lot of it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of uh, it's it's a little tiring at times, but I won't complain because I get to do what I love, so. Yeah. You know, that's that's stuff. Where did you get your good business sense about you? Um, You know, I I, I guess I would have to say my my dad. I mean, my dad's super successful in his own way, and he has a successful business. I I think I got it from him. I I don't know where else I would have got it. It certainly wasn't school. No, that makes sense. Uh, The fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, I didn't get it from school, that's for sure. (laughs) I got that. Well, right. Well, well uh, this fruit flew, fell a little it, it further than, than most. You rolled a bit. Yeah, I rolled a bit, a bit away. 
<laughs> but I found my way back, and I'm, I'm good. You sprouted, Jiro. I did. No, no, you're doing just fine, honey. <laughs> um, wow, I wish I had the flexibility to go to these New York gigs, but folks who are going, make sure you uh, tell your friends about it, and let's all support our uh, local LGBTQ promoters and producers and artists. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I always appreciate you having me on. And uh, Really Queen Radio, which was yeah. here for a while, we took, we're taking a little Tell hiatus. Us about it. Yeah. Well, Really Queen Radio was uh, my radio show that I did here at, at Mutiny Radio um, alongside you. Um, and then we went on our own. But uh, it was ba- it's basically an educational music uh, uh, podcast that has to do with, you know, I was with one of my younger friends and yeah. like an, a Martha Wash. Or, did you do a Martha or, Wash? Or Lind- I, did a, I didn't do a Martha Wash did show. Did they know? Did the but children I, know who I did she a, was? Well, I did a Sylvester show and so we had Martha call in but it's the whole thing started because I was out and my friend was like I was stuck talking about Sylvester and he was like who's Sylvester and I was like really queen and so that's how the show title got named really queen and basically every week we we will uh, pick an artist that is a gay icon and we educate the the children on who this artist is so it's been it's a super fun show it's almost like we we have a responsibility as older queens to teach the younger queens and things to because if you don't know who Sylvester is, right? You know, we were doing something a bit, wrong. A slice of the pie. Well, especially <laughs> if you live in San Francisco and you don't know who Sylvester is. He has such a rich history here. Yeah, for sure. So we, you know, we've done everyone from Barbara Streisand to George Michael and Freddie Mercury. Did Barbara call in? Barbara uh, wasn't able to call in, um, <laughs> but but a drag queen in L.A. that does Barbara called in. Next uh, best thing. Next okay. best thing. So we, we, we were able to secure that. But yeah, um, but so we'll be back starting in um, in October. We're taking the summer off, obviously, because we just I can't be here. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting that going again because we have a guest every week and it's a lot of fun. But we we do have a website with all of our podcasts, so you can go to reallyqueenradio.com. All right, all right, tell us. Reallyqueenradio.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again. One um. more time. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. I know you have to run off because you, on t- amongst all of these fabulous things, you also do. I, I also host at The Edge. I do musical Wednesdays at The Edge. Um, I have a theater background, so we've been running for six years now. I can't believe it. So we do musical theaters, uh, musical theater videos and clips and trivia and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing that forever. So that's every Wednesday at The Edge at 7 o'clock, which is where I got a jam. Fabulous. Uh, well, folks, if you want something to do in the castle, go there at the edge right now. Or, well, in an yeah. hour. Well, no, in like 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, you're going to take <laughs> Uber. Uh, but folks listening to us, don't go anywhere because the show's half over, but we still have to get into uh, um, Salas and Joel's, um, Vanilla's stories. Plus, we have uh, Half of Dirty Disco uh, by telephone, Houston, in a few minutes. And um. then last but not least, Georgie Borgi, Chicago. But hey, did you know that Sylvester's song, You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, was just recently inducted into I did. Finally, right? Congress for cultural value and yeah, contribution to society. Absolutely, in a sense, he is like on some level a genesis in which all LGBTQ was, you know, well, for generationally was birthed. You know, like come forth from. Uh, in my world anyways yeah absolutely so uh, with that being said let's take a short musical break in honor of Sylvester uh, and we'll be right back with more House of Pride Radio folks don't go anywhere Brian thank, thank you. you so much thank that's, you guys so much Brian. thank you very much Pika
Oh, yes. Feeling funky today. How's the Pride Radio Pride Month? Ah, 50-year anniversary, Stonewall 1969. It happened in June. I always wondered why 69 was such an important number in, in the gay <laughs> culture. Now I know. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, th- I get it now. I get it. <laughs> um, wow, let's. I've got my local luminaries in the room. My God, it's so much lighter. God, I put wear sunglasses. Oh, you are wearing sunglasses. I am wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Tell us, I, I'm learning, I love uh, meeting younger uh, uh, artists, um, and so welcome both of you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Seller. Um, awesome, yeah. Well, I'm not sure where to start. I work in theater and film in the Bay Area, and I'm also a drag performer and producer. Uh, you can catch me pretty regularly over at Oasis. Right now we're doing Sex in the City Live, and I'm both in that show and the stage manager and associate producer on that. That's a lot of hats. Yeah, it is. Well, we're a very a small wig. team. Yes, a <laughs> few wigs, actually. Um, but yeah, there's only a handful of us who work on those shows. So we all have to wear the hats on what a bigger production might have like 20 people. There's like three of us. Um, but I like it. I like the hustle. What's the actual physical role that you play in that production? Well, I play a lot of ancillary characters because I'm also responsible for keeping the show running. So you can see me as guy at movie theater. Um, who else do I play? (laughs) Uh, the manager at the sandwich store and, um, Oh, God, I play one other person. Oh, girl getting made out with at party. So oh, that's great. All, all of those big roles in the show. What do you put into that role to make it convincing? <laughs> A lot of... Hair for that kind of role. You know, it's different every night because the actor who's playing the boy I'm making out with plays it a little bit differently every night. So I really can't prepare. I just go in there and, you know, oh. let the, let the making out session take me <laughs> to wherever it's going to go. It's like, how gone? Take me out? away. No, we don't. Uh, uh, boo. I was going to say, at least you get it. Yeah, we do nuzzle chins a lot, mm. and there's a lot of butt grabbing. And he do, he usually will lift me up and throw me over his shoulder a little bit at one point Ooh, to uh, really, really sell it. I would do that Rough. to me. Yeah. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's never too late. That's true. <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> we might have to change your name man. to, like, French Vanilla. Yeah. Oh, there oh. we go. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> so that uh, where can folks when is this production over is it going on right now no yeah we just opened this last weekend and it runs all the way through june and through the first two or three weekends of july so uh you plenty of opportunities every thursday uh friday and saturday at oasis that's super exciting now everyone knows well not everyone knows oasis most people in san francisco do totally. but uh, if you come into san francisco oasis one of the premier uh clubs destinations if you want to experience uh the community uh in san francisco yeah and um, they have all sorts of productions and right now they should go get tickets uh at your for your production yeah it's really fun we do a lot of um queer programming and drag shows uh vanilla and i also regularly perform at the saturday night show mother mm-hmm. um do you have any of those coming up i don't actually right now i do i'm gonna be in the freak show on july 6th with evie oddly but i'm performing with peggy legs my drag mother Oh, fun. oh yeah. okay. That's right. The drag mother phenomenon. Tell mm-hmm. us about what, what that means. Well, I mean, in the drag world, because, you know, as gay people, we're kind of alienated sometimes from our own families. So as a necessity, we kind of gravitate towards other drag queens, especially when you're getting into drag. A lot of times an older queen will take you under her wing. Um, and then we all unconditionally create... or are there no 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 I mean my drag mother is very abusive she keeps me in a basement and, and very feeds old me one cheese <gasps> at a time 
time. Oh so. yeah. Oh boy. She's she might actually fly through the door right at any yeah, moment. I kind of hope she does. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a she while. Could. Yeah. But Sailor has many drag children as well. So or piranha. Yeah, I do have a handful of drag children. Sailor, um, you're so young though. I know. Well, I I like to help the youths when I can. Actually, most of my children are older than me, um, but haven't been doing drag as long. I've been eight years now. My my makeup skills wouldn't show it, but uh, eight years. But no, wow. my my one of my drag children snacks is the current Miss Star Search, the um, Heclina's pageant. Yes, yeah, and I've got. Did a you know I won that in well. two thousand and three? You won that in two thousand three. Oh my gosh, that's I awesome. I won in two thousand seventeen. Oh my god, it's just I didn't meant to be that year. we're all here together. That's right. I did not even place the year I competed, but so, so vanilla. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah. I birthed a, I birthed a winner though. That's almost as good. I'm like the stage mom. Was it messy? Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my I don't God. have any drag children. I'm barren. So. You're barren. Yep. Well, you, it's you all know, dried up. there's shots for that. I think. Oh well, that's okay. <laughs> you never I'd know. I'd not have the responsibility. <laughs> well, both of you look fabulous. I'm very inspired. Thank you. We're sun. We're like sunset colors today. Yeah, just uh, use your imagination. It's feeling very tropical. Yep. Yeah. yeah, if you stare directly into the sun, that's what we look like. Well, while we're staring into the sun now, you're wearing regular glasses, but you have sunglasses on. Uh, I walked here. Yes. <laughs> I love your sunglasses. <laughs> Take them off. So you're well protected. Uh, will you guys help me with our next telephone interview? We've got to call Houston, Texas. Sure. Uh, this is, uh, we're going to be talking to half of this amazing production group called Dirty Disco, and they've had all these remix hits. Uh, they also release their own music um, with their own artists uh, on Billboard, and they've had many, many hits in the last few years. I'm going to learn more about it. They also own Hamburger Mary's in Houston and, oh, and nice. The Eagle. So if you're ever going to go to Houston, you want to know these folks. You do. They're super nice, super supportive. They're uh, JD. We're going to be talking to JD Arnold. He is uh, not only half of their discos, he's a legendary DJ in his own right. And he DJs at the Eagle. We're going to learn all about the new stuff that's going on for them and their pride. Houston, Texas, bring a little Southern hospitality. Oh, fabulous. To House of Pride Radio. But why don't we warm things up while we're getting him on the line with their one of their latest remixes. It's such a, we're going for uh, gay anthems this summer. Uh, here on the show today, we're going, trying to play some gay anthems. And we've, I think we've got a, a winner right here. Uh, it's from uh, it's from Dirty Disco. It's a remix uh, from them. The song's called Proud, and it fe- features Heather Small, who was the lead singer from M People. Okay. Remember that group, fabulous group? Uh, no. Yeah. I might be a little yes, too young for that one. Yes, of course we do. They sound fabulous, though. <laughs> Very All right. excited. Well, check it out. I think this is a perfect theme song for the summer of 2019. We'll be right back with J.D. Arnold right here on House of Pride Radio.
All right, all right. That is Proud Dirty Disco featuring Heather Small from M People. And uh, half of Dirty Disco is with us right now on House Proud Radio, the one and only, the legendary DJ himself, J.D. Arnold. Can you hear us? (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Hey, what have you done for me lately to make me feel proud? I have done an awful lot. We did Pride. (laughs) No, we're doing Proud. Yeah, I'm really proud of Proud. Yes, you guys are doing a lot over there in Houston. Tell us. Yeah, but it's also, uh, it's, it's Dirty Disco and Matt Consola. Matt Consola from Wishcraft Record, we put together this project. We got uh, Heather Small to go back in the studio, re-record those iconic vocals, and we're certainly feeling very proud right now. That's a good one. I love that song. That is a perfect, uh, I'm trying to play perfect Pride songs for the summer of 2019, and, I, and that one definitely is makes the mark and her voice is still absolutely amazing absolutely amazing what was the big hit that they had at, with them people what was that song uh, um I, I think we should try and get her to uh, redo some of those old ones don't you yes <laughs> I, for some reason i'm having a brain block on m people had that big hit what was it uh, which one? They have quite a few, you know. The biggest one in the States. I'm trying to think. I was, I think in the States it was, let me double check. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be this difficult, JD. Never mind. <laughs> oh, moving on up. <laughs> you, t- you did me moving wrong. Moving on up. Moving, and I'm moving on up. Uh, yeah, yeah okay, it's got it. Yeah. We're there. <laughs> Good Lord. It was just bothering me as a DJ. I needed to like sure. get it out of me. So yes, moving on up. It was a great song. Great to see her back on the on the scene. And you guys are like in, in famous for doing that, bringing the divas back and making all the LGBTQ folks happy. Well, thank you. I'm glad uh, uh, <laughs> you realize that. Yes, we are very proud to do that. I think there are so many of those great divas out there that have incredible talent and amazing gay following that uh, we're really privileged to be able to bring some of them back. Yes. Now, um, tell us, tell us. I know we're talking about the music that you and your other half, uh, Mark, um, produced, but tell <laughs> My us. My other half in one sense. Yes, your professional husband, unlike your your the other husband who you've divorced. Uh, sorry to hear that, but you posted it all over Facebook. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Ask you, how's that going? Are you, are you in a happy, happy place? Again. <laughs> oh, he's happy. He's happy. You're taking it so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm heartbroken. Can't you tell? <laughs> are, you, uh, are you single still, or have you, like, shacked up with somebody already? Well, I did shack up with somebody, but, you know, it's just one of those that, you just can't believe everything he says. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I'm single. <laughs> you heard it right here on House of Pride Radio, ladies and gentlemen. J.D. Arnold, it's single. So... And what's your phone number? Yes. Yes. I'll say that again. It's your phone number available? Oh, I can give that to you, Vanilla. Oh, let me go around the room, J. 